0: All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of Inside Flicks. Uh, my name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with Richard and Raymond. We are three brothers who like to get together and talk about movies and TV and uh, recent headline uh, news reports and stuff like that. We like to talk about what's going on in the world of movies and television. It's, it's, that's what we do in this uh, podcast, in this movie discussion <laughs> podcast. And that's actually... Not that much to talk about really. I mean, I was looking at the headlines and there's really nothing really that big other than I guess let's start with like always with the box office because I think we're beginning to see a a really uh disturbing uh turn of events with with the box office with January and February, February having these really low numbers and this past week is no exception. Uh, Rich, but you got to those uh the top numbers, 5 right yeah. there. Yeah, like you said, um, February is off to a slow start uh, again. And uh, usually, it had a you know, it's the President's Day and and, uh, uh, Valentine's Day weekend was usually supposed to be a you know, uh, you know, a wake up call. um, But (laughs) obviously, that wake up call never came. (laughs) Uh, People still (laughs) sleeping. Yeah, and this week continues with Bob Marley, "One Love," coming in number one with thirteen point five million. Number two is Demon Slayer, the uh, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) sequel, um, earning in 11.5 million. And the new film Ordinary Angels came in number third with 6.5 million. And Madam Web, the number one film of last weekend, (laughs) has dropped to fourth place with six million. And around the top five is the animation film Migration with three million. Yeah. And the only other new movie that came out was uh, Drive Away Dolls, which came in t- at eighth place with 2.4 million. Uh, that's too bad. That's the one I was most interested in. <laughs> yeah, that's the Cohen bro- brother. Yeah, uh, Ethan, true. Ethan's solo effort with, I think he did it with his wife. I think his wife wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. They both wrote the screenplay, and uh, no one cared about that movie. I mean, they, they yeah. placed an eighth. Um, they should have just released it last year in its original release date. Yeah, I mean, it was it last October, I think. Some yeah, something like that, September, October, and they pushed it back because of the uh, writers and actors strike, and maybe that wasn't uh, the greatest uh, choice because because uh, there
1: was there was a lot of trailers playing for that movie. There was marketing, um, like marketing for it, and I didn't really see any marketing besides a couple posters
0: here and there for for the movie this time around. Yeah, I kind of spent their budget the first time. <laughs> I think, so. and it's it surprisingly it has a lot of guest appearances or guest stars. You know, but Peter Pascal, yeah. Matt Damon, and I guess who no- didn't didn't even <laughs> mention it in any of his uh, or anyone. No one even asked. Right, <laughs> there, there was no one who pressed. Like, yeah, yeah. Col- Coleman <laughs> yeah. Domingo is also in, and he's recently a, a nominated yeah. for an Oscar. So all they all targeted for the for you know the 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 women you know or the it it was kind of yeah i think beanie feldstein is the only one i've seen on uh doing the circuit i mean and mark Mark marco quali oh she did too i think so i think all all the main cast the main female cast Mm -hmm.
1: yeah honestly that's probably you know a a big part of the reason why the movie didn't do well because while those three actresses you know are are very very talented you know the three actors in the movie are very talented they're not famous no no so uh, and uh, while there's like a lot of star power kind of in supporting cast again those trailers were kind of wasted you know last year (laughs) they haven't really been they haven't really been playing those trailers anymore in theaters and like um yeah i mean the it's just they kind of i feel like they kind of just dumped the movie yeah it did feel like that way and and also the critics, but I, but I really don't think it, i don't i really don't think it was like they intentionally dumped it. i just really think they they spent their budget
0: last year you yeah, maybe uh uh but the critics haven't been too kind to the movie it got mixed reviews it seems like everyone's in in an agreement that that uh both of these both of these Coleman brothers should get back together and start doing stuff together because mm-hmm. when they go solo it has like these mixed re- reactions from critics and uh, people just want them to get to go back together uh, to come back together and do something together so i don't know
1: well well let me like try to put a positive spin on things cuz i actually don't think the box office is that bad this weekend mm-hmm. you know i think the fact that you know bob marley and demon slayer you know made over 10 million i, I think it's great mm-hmm. um it it shows that you know anime still kind of has its small niche audience kind of going and um bob marley while well, it's Probably not going to be like a bohemian Rhapsody sized movie. It's still doing very well, I think, much better than anybody was originally expecting it to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and Madam Webb, I think it's, I think it's, you know, a, a huge accomplishment that this movie has made, you know, over 75 million worldwide. Uh, this movie looked like a giant tremendous piece of crap it looks like one of the worst comic book movies ever made and it, it and it, it made more than you know like jonah hex <laughs> jonah hex made like 10 million dollars this movie made seven times that you <laughs> know.
0: well that's interesting i mean it, i mean it, it i don't know what the budget for the movie it's over a hundred million probably right Probably. And so I don't know if it's going to make up its budget, but it still wasn't a complete, you know, a disaster. It that, shouldn't have made it this
1: much. Yeah. It's, it's almost like people are just watching it, like, to see if it's, like, how bad it is. Or,
0: yeah, and I did see some clips online where people are kind of showing their screenings and, you yeah. know, everyone's laughing in the theaters for the wrong reasons, you know, because of how bad the dialogue is. Yeah, I, I mean it's a ter- it's a terrible movie. I, I I don't know. I mean the comic book genre will survive, but I don't know if it's going to have the same legs as it you know, or the last 5 15 years has been like maybe the 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 pinnacle of the comic book uh, genre. And now yeah, we're, I, now I, we're going I, back I, to to the we're, 90s we're, early it, to the 1000s, where it was less, you know, profitable. It's past its prime. Yeah, uh, we we we've lived
1: through it, the glory days already and um <laughs> mm. I, that's what the sense I'm getting. I mean, I think a lot of uh 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 younger... no, but 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 I also think though that the, the the genre was so big during this this past decade and and more than past decade because I'm going I think you know counting the Nolan Batman movies in there as well yeah um over these past like two decades um the genre got so big that I think you know um a, a movie like Madam Web can still make you know a hundred million worldwide or whatever. And when you know, back in the day, it wouldn't have even made ten million.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Domestically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked at how well a lot of these other. I mean, like the Marvels did. I mean, not terrible. I mean, it's a terrible movie, but it did not. It, it still makes a lot of considerable money. That that that. I well, yeah. mean, although although that was a like, yeah, the budget on these massive failure. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The budget on these movies is too. Did, you know, I just read that uh Gar. Uh, Gladiator Two is gonna be over three hundred million in the, budge- in the budget. So I'm like, wow, why? Wow. Why, why people are doing this? Uh, why? What's going on here? That's well, nutty. Gladiator, the first Gladiator movie, is great, and and people love that movie. But I don't know if you know, it's been so long, and, and it was also
1: just such a like kind of um, complete film. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no need for a sequel. I mean, the
0: character dies. <laughs> And I, I'm, you know, Paul Pascal is the star of that movie. I don't know if he's that big, bankable a uh, guy for to to, to lead a three hundred million budget movie. And same at the same time, I don't think you know Dakota. F- I guess Dakota proved herself with the Fifty Shades, but it, I don't know if there was any crossover between the Fifty Shades crowd and 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 Madam Web. <laughs> is she? Is she in?
1: Oh, I, I thought I thought you were talking about. Uh, I thought she was in Gladiator.
0: No, no, no. About Ma, Madame Webb and how you know. Uh, who gets to lead these these franchises i mean it's tough it's tough to f- figure out who's the next star i guess timmy Shaloman might be their next bankable star movie star uh, maybe zendaya
1: well uh, i don't know madden web is such a weird thing cuz it was it's not even like <sighs> I haven't seen the movie but it from everything I've, I've I've heard about it every every review for the movie is exactly the same like I I've seen a bunch of reviews for the movie and I feel like I've already seen the movie cuz everyone just describes the same scenes <laughs> yeah it's like the these it, it sounds like nothing really happens in the movie at all <laughs> right and there's no but, kind of
0: Reason for the movie yeah, to like, exist. It's, it's,
1: it sounds like the, the 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 most intense scene in the movie that everyone talks about is just a scene where the girls like dance on a table or something
0: <laughs> to Britney Spears or something like that. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the movie, but it sounds like like you if it's if I I kind of know all the fucking beats in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's I mean, uh, if the studios will um have up the uh, um you know the the uh, budget. Hopefully they um, they they screened it because Paramount doesn't have that much money to begin with nowadays. Um, so hopefully, yeah, they just saw the movie and saw that it's a it's a big potential hit, mm-hmm. and they're willing to gamble on it. And because um, Paul skull, Pedro Pascal, Joseph Quinn. They've got good personas to go on out and, and promote this thing, so. and Denzel Washington too. Oh, no, Denzel's not that great. <laughs> I mean, he's in it. You mean for he's to promote, To you mean? Yeah, from from promotion. Yeah, yeah, but, but I think wise. he he adds a certain panache to the project. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. I mean, especially in uh, as an Oscar character, category, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, no, it's going to be a, a tremendous cast. But I'm I'm talking about those three three uh. Faces. Uh, the, uh, the, faces. The, the Joseph Quinn the skull. Yeah. And Pedro, of course. Pedro's gonna be a huge uh, <laughs> if he's got time to promote it, of course.
1: I didn't um, even know he was in the movie.
0: Yeah. Um so and uh yeah, and Joseph Quinn, uh, I think Paramount just um saw him in a quiet place day one and you know, saw mm. saw this mm. yeah, so and he's also mm. in Fantastic Four, so that's gonna help either. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know when that comes out. That comes out much later in the year, so I don't know if I'm sure they got, they'll have enough time to mount a a decent campaign around that movie. Um I don't know, Do you have any thoughts about the box office so we, or should we just move on? No, Dune 2. I mean Dune 2 is it's going to be the, the if Coming out this it, week, right? It's coming out this week, and it's- uh, Predictions are pretty big. It's, uh, I think, over 100 million. Uh, it started very low. or not low, but I mean, it started, like, decently around 60, 70. Now, people are saying it's going to uh, predict over 100
1: for the weekend. Yeah, because the,
0: the Rotten Tomato score and all the early screens were um, very impressive. So And that popcorn uh, thing, right. the popcorn thing also helped, I think. <laughs> <laughs> popcorn bucket? Yeah, yeah the yeah, popcorn fun- bucket. I think that really helped. That was a yeah. big- a uh, funny thing Cheap promotion <laughs> yeah
1: well maybe because c- like uh, i'm sure the popcorn bucket a uh, gimmick helped for um for like scream
0: those, <laughs> those those those
1: so- those sold out like before uh the movie even came out and yeah. then, like they had they had to like sell them online <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah that's true yeah so i don't i feel like um uh, yeah, I feel like you know the, that those type of kind of promotions from the movie theaters does kind of help to boost the box office a little, at least for opening weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think the movie's gonna be huge because I was just, like checking the Regal theaters around me, and it, the movie it's literally gonna be the only movie playing next week. It's just gonna be Dune, and I think the shows and and then like Oscar re-releases. So people are gonna be forced to just watch Dune, <laughs> just.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's. If they come out, they're gonna come out for Dune, of course. No, but I mean, the fact that
1: it's the only thing playing is also gonna boost its numbers.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think uh, hopefully. I mean, look, look. Everyone's gonna bet all their stuff on Dune Part Two, and hopefully it comes out because the movie theaters are hurting right now after a really yeah poor two months of this year. And they need a big hit like this. And you know what? You can't if, like, say it, it fails. You can't blame uh, Warner Brothers for not promoting the movie. It had no. multiple uh, uh, premieres at different cities around the world, and all the stars came out. And, it, and you know, they, they, it was almost like a traditional big-time Hollywood spectacle. And and so, if if Dune is not a hit or it comes lower than what people are are, are saying that it will come in. I think that's going to be a moment to really reflect on the, what's going on in the state of movies. Now, if it does better than what people expected, I think we're on the right track to to recovering. But you know, we'll see, and we'll talk about it when once we get the numbers next week. Yeah, and I bet if um, if Dune, the um, if WB had released the first Dune mm-hmm. this whole week, <laughs> this oh, whole <laughs> past week, whatever, <laughs> it it would it would have it it made a top five. Well, I think uh, it, they did release it like a month ago on right? IMAX for a special right. release. But yeah. still, but I think that they just re- released it, you know, just just theater wide. I, I, you know, at least a thousand screens. I bet you it would have been in the top five. Uh, well, let's go, let's move forward to another story that's coming out, and this is something that came out to I think I believe today. Ah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal has kind of expressed his views on what you know. Doug Lyman's decision to boycott the premiere of his new film, The Roadhouse, and we talked about you know Roadhouse being uh, those the controversy about how it was being um, uh, going straight to Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and not being released in in theaters. And since then, there was this story that that actually. Uh, the filmmakers and the star, Jake Gyllenhaal, a- agreed to actually, that the, they knew that there was going to be an original uh, Amazon Prime movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gyllenhaal in the house finally come out and said, yes, that's actually true, that, that Doug Lyman was actually um, a little, I don't know, I guess what he said was something about how he was actually uh, protesting in a way for for the filmmaker I don't know. I mean, did Lyman shoot himself in the foot again? Once again uh, for doing this. Uh, I mean, cuz he has kind of built up a reputation of being a very difficult filmmaker to work with. But obviously Doug Lyman had got uh has was in talks with the um, the original it was original MGM or, or was it yeah, it was originally MGM. MGM before right. The, before MGM took got over. Yeah, it got acquired by Amazon. So he probably he probably did get you know um, a, a hand, handshake contract with MGM saying yeah we'll we'll put it in theaters, and you know he probably you know they probably promise, probably promised him a, a theater release wow. from day one, but obviously when Amazon took over, then they reapproached the um, Doug Lyman and Jake Gyllenhaal once Jake Gyllenhaal was attached, and they both um, you know discussed it that yeah it's going to be in. Uh, in uh VOD only or whatever amazon only and that just didn't go through Doug Lyman's head well i, I mean, mean I, I think yeah maybe it went through his ears <laughs> it went through his yeah, ears yeah i mean it went through his ears but he's already busy directing those he's got other shit on his mind <laughs> right like it he didn't hit. really it didn't really hit him because in in his mind he goes yeah I, they told me you know you know they told me ahead of time saying they're going to be on theaters yeah I, I think that Lyman made a f- probably thought that he could eventually convince the higher ups that you know to release it in theaters yeah uh and that was never gonna happen apparently and you know I don't know it's it, you know, Lyman has a reputation of being you know like i said very difficult and I think with this new stunt, obviously it's a stunt um uh uh that he yeah. has kind of just really put he puts I, himself in I, a I, corner a corner. I didn't know he had a
1: reputation of being difficult. I just thought he had like a bunch of like movies that he always attaches
0: himself to, and then nothing happens. No, it's it's a it's a reputation of like him having these extensive uh, schedules. He works. I don't know if he's it he is you know he's he pushes the schedule or I'm not sure what was the exact reputation, but he has always had these difficult production um, uh, issues and he's always fighting against the studio executive. Now, I have no problem with that because most of the time his movies are pretty good. Uh yeah. although some of them are most, you know, like like for instance uh, uh Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking. No, no, no. The uh, oh, I never I never finished it. Uh, the, no, the, the, Tom, the Tom Cruise one where um Edge of Tomorrow Edge, oh, of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is not a uh it wasn't a box office hit, but everyone it became a cult classic. Uh, and I think I liked um, American Made, the other Tom Cruise movie that he did. Mm-hmm. You know, again, not not a hit, but was a, a decent enough a movie. So he makes decent movies. It's just that um, unfortunately he doesn't have the clout to back him up. And you know, look, maybe uh, I think if Roadhouse becomes a hit for Amazon Prime, I think you know everything's fine and dandy. You know, people will just for- totally forget about this this protest. But um
1: I don't know. He, he, I
0: think he makes it difficult for himself. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he never got approached to do the Born Identity sequels. Well, that was, uh, he, I mean, again, I think that was a very another one that took took. Well, that was a, a difficult yeah, a, shoot, and I don't think they have a script, and you know, uh, you know, he kind of works on the fly, or you know, he had to. Well, usually when it, when uh, when they uh, uh, you know start to talk to a, you know about doing a sequel, once it, it got it became a again that movie didn't do very well in the box office, but it did very well. Uh, in uh you know uh DVD and also um oh yeah 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 i mean, I mean th- those were the days before DOD so dvd yeah. and
1: uh and mr mr, mr. and
0: mr smith right i mean was that was the first big hit yeah for him yeah but i mean that was uh, a movie that was also known for its production backstories with because of love interests with brad pitt and a- Angela jolie uh mm-hmm. you know he was not involved with that but i mean it seems like he is has never once had a movie that went smoothly. <laughs> you
1: know, no, yeah. I mean
0: probably the the most smoothly movie he did was probably Jumper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think the, the, Thomas Hayden's Church was a replacement of somebody. I mean, I think they they totally Thomas scratched Hayden Church. Oh, I'm sorry, Thomas Hayden Christiansen, or or who's the star oh, of Hayden Jumper? Christian. Hayden Christiansen, Hayden Christiansen, who a star of Jumper. I think he was a last minute replacement of another actor. And I, and I think initially they wanted the kid, you know, cuz the books were about kids like uh, like preteens. Mm. And and then they they decided to just do it a young adult or actually young 20s or something like that. And I think Jamie Bell who was in the Jamie Bell's in the movie, right? Yeah. I think he was the only one from the original cast, and I think they mm. shot it. I, no, Jumper was actually a t- terrible, a terrible production because yeah. uh-huh. I think they shot it originally and then they reshot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, Yeah, I think the only smooth uh, the the smoothest mm. production he had was with Swingers, his first movie. Yeah, <laughs> Swingers and Go. That, that makes sense. Swingers and Go. <laughs> yeah, Go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not even Go. <laughs> Uh, so he's just, uh, he's filled with bad luck, and, and, you know, I know he probably wants the Roadhouse to come out of theaters, but, you know... Well, he's, he's a big producer with, the and he directed a couple episodes of The Recruit, which is a huge hit for Netflix. That's true, yeah, yeah, he has, I think, better record, uh, of success with television, yeah, 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 he he has produced a lot of TVs, yeah Was there, uh, like, production trouble with American Made? No, I don't think so, other than... How about born born Supremacy? I, I think it was, I think it was some oh. issues with the script. It's always like with the script, mm. working more out of script, you know, um, I don't know how he works in that sense, but, um, yeah, it's, it's always been like, where, I mean, I don't know, I gotta do the research, but I know a lot yeah, of his and, films. And he's also got suits under his producing credits, so, uh. Yeah, he had a deal with USA and he, yeah, I'm sure he's making some money now, hopefully, for the. Yeah, and suits LA coming up. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, you know, Lyman has, will uh, most likely continue to have these issues and, and, and you know, he's one, he's going to be, I think he's going to go down in history as one of these filmmakers who, who was uh, a maverick, you know, a maverick yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about beef. You know, we were big fans of beef. Me and Richard saw beef, the the miniseries. It has picked up a whole bunch of awards. Uh, it was a limited series that kind of completed its story in the first season, and there was no really talks about a second season until this week, where there were there were they announced a potential new cast for season two, which will just kind of uh, redo kind of an anthology series, and mm-hmm. we'll just do another. We'll focus on a, a different beef between two couples, and they announce a potential cast, which will include Kaylee Sp- Spangney from um, Priscilla, the star of Priscilla, who is going to be married to or, or who's going to be in a couple with uh, Charles who from uh, May, December. Now, they're going to be a couple fighting with another couple going to be played by Jake Gyllenhaal, speaking of Gyllenhaal. And Anne Hathaway—that's the rumor. That that's that's the cast that's been in talks for a second season. Now the you know Beef was picked up a ton of awards recently. It's just recently in the Spirit Awards and the SAG Awards. Uh, Rich, what's your feelings about seeing a potential second season of Beef? Uh, is the same writer and uh, director on board because he's uh, I any- well certainly the same creator Lee Sung Jin and he I think he wrote a, a majority of the se- the episodes of first season, if right. not all the episodes, and I think he directed the final episode of last season, or the you know the first season of Beef. So he directed some episodes too. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to come back and write and direct this one, but he's definitely. Um, Tailoring the, the 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 focus in the in this new story where it's going to be, because in the first in the first season it's about uh, these two people who are beefing, and this new what possible new one is going to be a two couples beefing. Uh, I'm I'm for it. I'm definitely for it because I, beef the first season or whatever you want to call it is okay. was yeah tremendous and uh, achievement for Netflix and uh, all these Emmys. I mean, uh, it picked up. It was well deserved. Um, now this one, uh, I'll be, it's more generic, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a season you would think. Right. And, um, I, I know they'll do a different kind of spin to it. They got to do some kind of different spin. It can't just be road rage at this time. It's probably more like, um, <laughs> neighbors, I would think <laughs> maybe neighbors or something like that. Yeah. I would think it would, uh a young, a young couple and old, older couple. Um, uh, I would, I would think it's more like the, um, maybe <laughs> The young couple sort of like how uh what the end of the world whatever that movie that we saw um from netflix uh starring uh julia roberts uh, uh it's called the end man. of the world uh or yeah, the, whatever the, the yeah. last the, we left the world or something like that yeah yeah La, the, yeah whatever it was mm-hmm. um but you know how they um they put their house on, a, on a, um, what, uh on uh um what's that called the, when they rent the house um the, uh, uh airbnb uh, yeah, yeah, Airbnb, and then uh, uh, they probably come back to a fucked up house from the, or something like that. Some kind of, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a, a leave different the kind world, of situation, the, like yeah. The movie was called "Leave the World Behind," right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, it's probably going it, to. It's going to be some, some. It's got to be some kind of like, um, uh, it's, it's got to be a different way so I'm thinking yeah I mean, about, I mean you know. it's interesting because like initially the first season which is it's Stephen Young Stephen Yoon and Ali, Ali Wong who are these two Asian characters but di- different from different classes uh Stephen Ye- Yoon is a struggling uh contract you know uh construction worker and Ali Wong was a he, she was a small business owner of artwork or something and she was you know she wasn't you know, uh, high class uh, uh, community. Mm-hmm. So it was really, is you know, had this Asian, this Asian influence, but also class differences. Uh, but initially, I think it was the, the thought was to have an Asian character with uh, Stanley Tucci,
1: Tushi oh, okay, as yeah.
0: as the beef. You know, it wasn't Ali Wong first. It was at Stanley Tucci was going to have the beef with Stephen Yoon or Young, and um, so. The fact that this this cast is you know mostly average or you know what, I mean you know ne- there's no Asian right, so far. No, well, um, what's his name is uh, Charles Char- Charlie Melton. Yeah, I think he's half Korean. Okay, so well, I mean Charlie Melton is a half Korean, but I mean most most of it's you know a, a non Asian uh, cast. I mean I, I think I think the class what what makes the first movie or the first series or first season so. Great, it was this 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 class difference. Yeah. So if it is going to be like a class difference, uh, but with you know these characters, I think that was makes makes the the the, the that that kind of uh, tension uh, so so terrific to watch. So I don't know. It's, anyway, it's still it's still in 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 rumors. I mean, it's not it's not official yet, but that's what people are. are. So I think that was a J- Jeff Snyder um, uh, exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I think mm. he broke that story. Anyway, we're big like me and Richard are big fans of Beef. Uh, Raymond has not seen Beef yet, but I keep on telling him to watch it because I think he would like it the, probably more than us. Really? I think so. I'll watch it. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, let's talk about Tom Cruise. There's a story about Tom Cruise that I thought was interesting. He now, you know, sadly, you know, the last Mission Impossible movie did not do well in the box office even though it was part one of uh, of a two-parter. Did it do well overseas? I'm not sure. I mean, you could look it up. But, I mean, I remember thinking, wow, I don't know why this didn't do well, especially after coming off off of uh, Top Gun Maverick. I mean, that was the biggest movie of of that year. But, unfortunately, uh, the the latest Mission Impossible movie didn't do that well. Anyway, this might have caused them to think about Doing something different, maybe getting out of the action genre altogether because his, he's, he's set to star in a new upcoming film by Alejandro González Iarritu. Yeah. And Iarritu is going to return to English-language uh, films since The Revenant, he, uh, his last movie was a, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was a Netflix, Spanish-language Netflix film. That I forget it was more. Uh, it's, it's kind of like his version of Eight and a Half. It was kind of like a uh, semi biographical film about, about a filmmaker, uh, you know, going through an existential crisis. I forgot what's it called. Anyway, uh, what's your thoughts? Tom Cruise uh, teaming up with uh, Iritu. I mean, I, I think it's interesting in that it it shows that
1: you know Tom Cruise is probably trying to do something a bit more prestigious and mm-hmm. it feels like it's been a, a very very long time since he's tried to do something like this like i think magnolia but maybe there was something after.
0: yeah i mean i think that was probably the last time he even got an oscar nominated or
1: well i mean it's the last time he tried to go for it right i mean <laughs> yeah.
0: or or i guess like tropic thunder <laughs> well i remember like a couple years ago mickey rourke said something i that a lot of people took umbrage but I, I agreed with him. He goes, I don't like Tom Cruise's movie because he plays the same mm-hmm. character all the time. And I go, yeah, you know what? He's kind of right. You know, uh, Cruise has been playing the same Ethan Hunt type of character. It's basically like him, or his, yeah, know, it's, <laughs> he's
1: like he's like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah,
0: like. he's, he's 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 relying on his persona of being this kind of. Uh, uh, action hero, and it's you know even the Jack Reacher films are kind of like an Ethan Hunt esque character of who he is. I mean, it's just really him. So I, I mean, I, it's funny because he is a good actor. I mean, when he you see him in like say Born in in the Fourth of July, he's doing a piece. He's he's acting. He's playing a different character. Magnolia. He's a different character. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I. I I don't know, Rachel. I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts on him, tr- Tom Cruise, you know, trying something different here and maybe trying to get an, an award or something? Or, yeah, or... yeah, I, I, well, that's what uh, in Arito films do. I mean, they get Oscar looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, after all the years he's been, mm-hmm. he finally got his gold for The Revenant, and I think it's still well deserved for him mm-hmm. on that film. And even Babel got uh, nominated, um, for um uh awards especially i think even brad Pitt got nominated i'm not sure so are you leaning to the the thought that tom cruise wants an oscar after all these years you know he's been nominated four times uh um or he nominated three times for acting jerry mcguire and magnolia born in the fourth of july top gun maverick first big check finally came in and said i (laughs) took you know i got time to relax (laughs) for a little bit let me do it Let me do, let me get something for the Oscars. Uh, let me, let me get, I'm getting, I'm finally getting up there in age. Yeah. Let me go ahead and try to get an Oscar while I can. And, and he, he got, he's changed, um, uh, production, uh, you know, leaving Paramount and signed up with Warner brothers. And this is probably the, you know, the, 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 he, he might've even changed Warner brothers just to get this film. Maybe, I mean, uh, uh, who knows? I mean, I think the last time we really saw him like try something different, maybe it was Collateral, which is was 2000, that was 2004, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, War of the Worlds was kind of feel felt like a similar thing, but you know, it was him That's... trying to be acting a little bit, but yeah, Collateral was probably the one that was the most out of his rank, out of his you know, yeah, to- yeah. being totally different, being a villain, really. Uh, Maybe you know, everyone Val- talks Valkyrie. <laughs> t- topic. Everyone talks about his his work on Tropic Thunder. Yeah, but I don't think he. I don't think he really thought that was going to be an Oscar <laughs> contender <laughs> or whatever. Well, it, it's it's <laughs> still probably his last great performance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, the, I'm looking at his filmography. It's all been Maverick, Mission Impossible, American Made, The Mummy, which was him doing another, trying to launch another franchise. And I think he tried to get a golden globe released with a rock of ages <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's him you know saying i'm a singer <laughs> but oblivion you know you know that was an, an you know sci-fi film that he you know was hoping... well that's one he produced so he was... yeah. so yeah, yeah it's been a while it's been a while for him to try something different and i always thought that you know he is he's he is a movie star but also he's also a great uh actor as well i loved you know his earlier stuff it's funny because like when he you think about his earlier films he always would pair up with much more distinguished actors like paul newman in the the, the color of money or um dustin hoffman rain man yeah it, it was he's because he wanted to like maybe you know get, learn from them or or you know or try to get their kind of inside you know powers you know find find the juice find the secret that sauce or something nowadays it's him teaming up with directors who are maybe even less powerful than he is you know like he has to be the stronger personality even though i i appreciate what um uh, uh um uh, mission impossible um <laughs> the filmmaker uh uh Christopher, Chris, McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie does you know for the for that franchise I think he's a terrific filmmaker but I wouldn't say that he is more powerful than Tom Cruise I mean Tom Cruise has oh, no, the final no, no. say but of then course. it but with with him teaming up with uh 2 I think that's a little bit different I think they're on like, almost the same pl- playing field uh, well and, let's not forget that he almost he he was really close to working with Guillermo del Toro a couple of years ago he, well but, more more than a couple <laughs> years ago probably around uh Rock of Ages years, so maybe even <laughs> yeah. before that. Yeah, um, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, he was supposed to work with uh, Guillermo on a on a uh, the Mal Malfa Madness or something yeah. like that. The M- Madness? oh yeah, the Madness? Mal- Mm-hmm. which got really close and then it all fall apart at the very last day, uh very last minute. But yeah, yeah, that that will yeah maybe maybe from from then maybe you know you know. De- Guillermo de Toro's, you know, close friends with Iñárritu, maybe they became buddies at the, at the time. Maybe they, they said something like, we should work together. Now, 20 years later, they are working together. I just hope that, uh, Iñárritu doesn't go for the, 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 you know, the long dolly shots and shit. I mean, I'm tired of it. I'm <laughs> fucking tired of it.
1: No, I think it's part of it, part of his signature. Yeah. But, uh, but
0: I, I it's also it's Alfonso just... Cuaron's, uh, uh, signature as yeah. well, right? <laughs> I mean, Guillermo doesn't yeah, go for fine. that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's fine. Uh, I mean, ever since Birdman, I mean, it's going come on. I mean, uh, yeah. but the Revenant, he did a little bit less than Birdman, of course. And, um, he mixed it up. Yeah. Um, but Bardo, he did another, uh, weird, uh, well, we haven't seen know, it. I haven't, I haven't seen Bardo. I mean, that's, well, the... I've seen enough of it to see that as <laughs> well. It, it was wackadoo. Well, it's, it's, and... it's, it's his Fellini. It was him doing Fellini basically. Yeah. But, you know, I still love his Amer- Amoros Peros. And yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it, he's a good filmmaker. He's a great filmmaker. And I I, I I hope he doesn't do any too much gimmick stuff. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go on to the next topic, which is um, Destin Daniel Cretin. Cretan, is that his name? Destin Daniel Cretan, who's the director yeah, of Shang-Chi. Huh? Yeah, your favorite trick. <laughs> well, Shang, he's the director of Shang-Chi. I think he's also attached to do one of the Avengers movies, or was he no he was He was. He was, right? Still Did learn. he drop? Is that he was he officially dropped? He might have been doing the Kang one, um, uh, which is officially dropped. Anyway, um he has signed on to sign on to do a live action adaptation of the beloved manga Narotu. Is that how you say it? Naruto. 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 Naruto, which is a big anime. I mean, even I—I'm not a big anime guy, but I even I heard about this. 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 I mean, I don't know how even, you say even, it. Even, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say even I know how to
1: not pronounce it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, this is you know we were just talking about the box office house number how number two was Demon Slayer. And you yeah. know this is a live. And, you know, and Netflix just have recently did their live action uh, adaptation of of Airbender, uh, in which I think is a big hit now. Even though uh, some critics are, or some fans of the original anime have have problems with it, but I mean, this is this is, you know how we said like the comic book genre is kind of outstayed its welcome. I think wow. anime is taking its place. I think anime and adap- adaptations has taken the comic book genre's place. It's cooler, it's hipper. It's, well, it's actually I,
1: well I I was actually kind of com- complimenting um what was the, the movie earlier um and the bo- when we were talking about box office the demon slayer. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I mean the I didn't the other demon slayer's like open like double the size. I mean oh. it looks like the anime while there's still a loyal fan base, it looks like it's starting to die off a little bit.
0: Well, I think the Demon, this new maybe, Demon Slayer. Maybe it was a fad. I think, well, I mean, yes, the Demon Slayer um, um, j- franchise, has, there's a lot of them. I'm not sure if this, this Demon Slayer that's that hit number two was anything new. I think it was just maybe something that came out in a series form and now it they just translated into a, a movie form. I don't know. I'm not sure I if I heard that right. But uh, anyway, that doesn't matter. I think I think the uh, the adaptations of these anime properties are the new temples. They're taking over the comic book genre or the comic book mo- comic book movie genre where uh, well, they could be international hits. I mean, they could do okay in the US but be huge in the international if they could wing them over because you know, uh like I mean, I know the the, the biggest opposite one was um Crimson Tide which did horribly in the US. But did tremendous overseas well that's um, that's that's an, really... that's an anime inspired yes. property i'm yes. talking about actual properties i mean i think oh no they've been trying to do whatever the original um what's it called akira well for, for I think, ever and also i think this uh, is the best robotech. time to, i think that, i think this is the best time to do akira yeah or robotech well robotech has it's different because now that's a collection of different uh anime so, if you're in Macross, ad- I don't care. care. <laughs> Macross, Matt, Matt yeah, Dave could do an uh, adaptation of Macross, yeah. But I mean, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I look, I'm not a big anime guy. Uh, I have lots to learn about it. But I think for a younger audience, I'm saying the people who are in their 20s, they know all about anime and they live by anime and they're okay. much more fans of that than, say, Madam Webb. <laughs> or something or whatever well, it, you know the comic it, it books amount it all Web. depends it all depends on the original um, um you know the, and the uh the uh creators uh-huh. I mean, if they could, if they could re- if they release it and more power to them because what well, well, go
1: ahead the, oh, i just wanted to mention like the, the other day i was out i I was, I was i was in la and um uh like I wanted to watch a movie and, you know, don't, do it was 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, 11 PM. So the only thing that, that was playing, I thought was, was, was Aquaman. And I have my regal pass. So the tickets are free. So I was like, I'm just going to watch Aquaman again. So I went into the theater and it was packed, but it wasn't for Aquaman. It turned out that Demon Slayer was pr- premiering that night. So like, and it was all, you know, young people, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. people in their twenties. I mean, and then I said, I'm like, I'm like, everyone here like gonna watch Aquaman. This is so weird. And I'm like, and, then, uh, and they're like, they all looked at me strange. Like, no, Demon Slayer. I was like, ah, I didn't, even, I didn't even know there's another one. <laughs>
0: I, I'm, I'm an old man to them. I think I was only like three years older than them. But you know, that's what I'm saying. I think uh, anime. I think uh, there's a couple of genres that are taking over the superhero genre anime or live action adaptations? No, but, but of, I, still, I still think it's
1: dying a little bit.
0: I think it was bigger anime. a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think it was bigger like a year or two ago. But I think you could, well, yeah, maybe, but I think what's what's taking, but let me just finish what I was going to say, but I think mm-hmm. uh, a, live action anime or live action adaptations of, of classic anime is going to be taken over the superhero genre. Also, video games, I think video games have, particularly last year, proved that, that, uh, people wanted to see live action adaptations of that. And I think even, you know, we, we got the trailer for uh, Borderlands, the Eli, Eli Roth one. And even though, um, you know, there were some reports that they had a troubleshoot and, you know, reshoots. And I think that's going to be huge. I think that, that, that that film is going to be huge. And uh, I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's going to be probably a a decent hit. And I think it's all because, Video games and anime are just much cooler to, 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 to someone who, you know, prefers this type of, uh, uh, fandom, you know? Well, <laughs> I just saw that this is, um, uh, this production is all because of, uh, Avi, Arad's son, Ari. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, so I don't have much hope because it, it goes in the shell. Uncharted and board, the upcoming film Borderlands. This is Ari's Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ari, the son. So, good luck to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, how about uh, you? get any thoughts about Destin Daniel Cra- Yeah, Cretan? I don't have much faith in the project because <laughs> because of that <laughs> name. Okay. Right. Yeah, we're not big fans of Shang Chi. I think Shang Chi, even though people have you know praised it, uh, f- you know being one of the standouts of whatever fra- phase yeah, it came all- out of. I thought it they, was a, also, <laughs> they also praised Joyride too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I thought Shang-Chi was a, a terrible movie and probably the least uh, uh, charismatic ca- character to, to join the, <laughs> the Avengers or whatever. I don't even know the character's Well, I don't so know. Round. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know. Captain Marvel is pretty pretty rough That's true. in that regard as well. That's true. That's true. Um, but uh, uh, the thing about Shang-Chi, like, I, I think, you know, the Marvels is the worst movie. But the thing about Shang-Chi for me is that. People pretend it's so great that to me, like, it kind of, like, pisses me off a little bit. (laughs) Because, like, everyone says, you know, the Marvels is a piece of shit, and it is. But I I don't think the Marvels is, you know, like, that much worse than chang chi
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, Shang-Chi is uh, is the first um, iteration for uh, most uh, of these youngsters to ever see Wushu on cinema. And that's that's the one that... um, you know, open their eyes to it, go,
1: oh, that's, I, you know, bad
0: stuff like that.
1: I, sadly, I don't even think that has anything to do with it. I think that's...
0: <laughs> no, I think that's what, you know, they go, oh, I've never seen this kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, we're saying, fuck they, you. They, they, got, they, got, they got other
1: things. They, I don't think they care about that. I think they were just like, oh, my God,
0: superheroes. Well, yeah, I think it's funny because I think the Marvel, I mean, it really took... Uh, um, they Ant were Man. really trying to sell that. Remember, they were really trying to sell that movie
1: back then. Like this is like the Asian Black Panther. You're right, it's not, yeah, it's and it's not.
0: And I think people no. fell for it. But also, I think I think um, it really took Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, to really waken up these people out of their kind of I don't know their their um, you know kind of zombie like. <laughs> no, I, I think it, I think
1: it was. Uh,
0: Oh, before maybe that. Thor,
1: Love Thor, Love and Thunder, yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, because that was the because something, something had to cause it. You know, yeah. the the Ant Man effect. You know, it had to. Be, it was the previous movies. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was Thor, and what was the other one?
0: Oh, yeah, Wakanda Forever.
1: Wakanda Forever. Oh, people, people pretend to like that one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they had to. I okay.
0: mean, they basically said. The... I mean, it was it yeah, was um... there was a there was a built in kind of. No, emotional. but there was
1: another. There wasn't. There was another Marvel movie. Um, what was before Black Panther?
0: Because
1: there was another stinker that people agree with. Multi, uh, Doctor
0: Strange, multiverse. Mul- Mul- oh, that that was mm-hmm. it.
1: That was it. That's what the I the completely forgettable film. It, yeah. It's like they made a Doctor Strange sequel. Went. <laughs> I didn't see it.
0: Yeah, I mean a lot. A lot of these movies are kind of forgettable. Uh, um, yeah, the phase. Yeah, and I think I think the problem with. I think the reason why Quantumania opened people's eyes was like because this was the start of the new phase, and and it was going to uh, you know introduce you know whatever the the Kang Dynasty or whatever, and people were just said, oh I'm getting built you know I'm getting sold a to build a bill of goods here I'm getting hogwashed I'm getting conned, and there was a revolt, and I think people are now open and more 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 uh, aware that you know. Oh, you mean when Kevin Feige said this is the best movie in the Marvels, you know, or the best movie in the in the MCU universe? You, you know, he's what he's you, what lying about which one that. Are... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I'm just saying that he, that's how the he in general. Yeah, he's yeah. he's you know that has he promotes every movie like this is the most important, most significant. Now people are aware that oh, he's actually lying to you in your face. You know, like like, or he, or he just has terrible
1: taste. <laughs> that could be, too, that could be too. That could be too. I, I, I don't remember if it was you or Rich, but I think one of you guys had, like, a theory that, like, it was actually secretly really Joss Whedon and James Gunn that are responsible for the MCU. Oh, Like, yeah, everything that, that was, worked in the MCU. That was I Richard. They, that was Rich. Yeah.
0: My theory is what they worked, they worked a skeleton for him, and, uh, you know, they got, um, you know. And
1: I, I believe, I think, I think, I think there's a lot of people that are starting to kind of believe something similar, and I think there's, I think there's something there.
0: Yeah, I think uh, maybe it was you know whoever helped the Spider-Man No Way Home or whatever, no, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I words. think I think definitely though, like no denying, I he he was probably the guy that had the idea for the shared universe. But I think that's kind of maybe where it ends. Yeah, and then
0: he 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 maybe thought up Phase One. Oh yeah, maybe and then once James Gunn got you know officially fired the first time, all those uh, other films got developed, and all those films other films sucked ass <laughs> yeah, um so it was only spider-man no way home and guardians of gallons three or, and, and josh was, whedon was, got canceled and so he couldn't uh, you know. well black panther 2 was um uh, a film that unfortunately they lost their main characters so in real life so they couldn't you know come back from that oh, one. oh right right yeah there was and also bunch, yeah, Thor, there was... love and thunder was um all all they gave a hundred percent um to uh taika waititi since the his previous film and that shot him in the face too yeah yeah so um i mean sam Raimi. i feel bad for sam Raimi because i think he, he, he did i think he did whatever he could but the, right. the, they wanted they wanted too much he, out of it he made the movie um way
1: way more entertaining and watchable than it should have been
0: yeah, i actually a, think and it's yeah. something similar that he did with, with his last spider-man film with the venom i mean they won venom into it and yeah, then that the, was all less yeah it was it was the same kind of predicament it, for him right right he did the best he could with it yeah and, um, well. well anyway that's uh dense destiny i'm surprised that out of everybody in the marvel uh universe whatever i'm surprised that uh, the the guy who has the most powerful uh, uh control of over his film is mahershal ali <laughs> i mean <laughs> if, if he played, didn't have him, control he, of it they, they would have done the film i might not that's for <laughs> sure and, probably and it probably even it, shittier than whatever <laughs> And you know, what's funny is like, you know,
1: I, I, love, uh, Mahershala, he's, you know, an amazing actor and all, but two Oscars, I know, but I, two Oscars, but I almost feel like he's like, kind of gone to like a, through a Hillary
0: Swank type of thing in the past couple of years where it's like, where's he been? Right. No, he's, he's continuing to work. I mean, uh, but, uh, but you stuck with this contract with Marvel and he's like, yeah, they were saying, they're saying they want to go, they wanted to go through it with two other events. Uh, but he said, no. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, but you did, I mean. Look what happened to um, what's her face after she won the Oscar, and then Taryn Larsen they went uh, no Eternals, mm. um close oh close out close out I mean, they they gave her a hundred percent also and
1: I don't know if 100%. they give her a hundred
0: percent I think there was some fights about that story too sure sure right. <laughs> I mean what's they would have done they would have done that in the dome also they but she wanted to go film it everywhere. I don't know if it was even just you know uh, about locations. I think it was also about story, and she had a vision. But you know, it's it's oh, yeah. it's it's funny because it, like it, it looked funny. nice. It had all those stuff like that, but mm-hmm. the, the pacing was horrible. Yeah, and I, I think that's the problem. Well,
1: it felt like that movie needed to be like a miniseries. Yeah, there were so be. many characters; nobody got really
0: invested in them, Yeah, yeah, it was it was a mess. Yeah. Well, I mean, to continue with the MCU stuff, Mark Ruffalo came out, and he said that uh, he doesn't think there's going to be a standalone Hulk sequel anytime soon. Well, it can't be. It's under, under Universal's banner. And he was no, also saying is. that, that it was- They a, lost it. Uh, hmm. I don't know if they lost it or not. But, I mean, he's, he's saying that it'll be just cost too much. No. I mean, if they just shit hey, you know- all- <laughs>
1: It's a that that he might be onto something, it might cost too much. I mean, because they want to introduce like Hulk Sun and a yeah. bunch of bullshit. Maybe they want to do like oh, you know, they want to Hul- do Planet Hawk, Hulk? Hulk. Oh, Planet, whatever. Planet Hulk. Hulk, whatever that shit is. Yeah. No, that's gonna be, yeah, that's gonna yeah, be
0: war- yeah. Warcraft all over again. Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's better off not do a Hulk standalone movie. I mean, look, there's a lot riding on the Fantastic Four movie, and I don't know if that has. I mean, that's just too much pressure for one person, one movie to have, you know. They're already under pressure with the Fantastic Four. That's what I mean. So I this think, is going to Fant- be quick. This is going to be quick. This is going to be a quick shoot. And with all that special effects, we're probably going to have the rubber man Fantastic Four probably like five seconds. <laughs> and the thing is they're going to be focused on the thing. That's about it. I mean, Invisible Woman, Easy. Um, and Human Torch, they're going to be focused more on Human Torch and uh, the thing, and you'll see Rubber Man probably like two scenes. <laughs> well, that's it for for headlines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I want to talk about really quick about how we just recently saw the Iron Claw, mm-hmm. it's available now on VOD, and I was actually quite shocked that they didn't get any Oscar nominations. Uh, Raymond, you saw The Iron Claw back when it came out in theaters in December. I think it was December. And you were a big yeah. fan of it. You were a big fan of Zac Efron. You were saying that he actually deserves an Oscar nomination. And now that I have watched it, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it was a really strong performance by Zach. Rachel, let me get your thoughts on, on the movie, because uh, you you saw it too. Uh, yeah, Yeah, I thought it was a, a very well um uh uh, uh cast of, involved with Zach Jeremy Allen White, Holt McColly and fucking awesome none of awesome job Holt and Harris Dickinson. Um but yeah, uh this this film got shoved away just like um you know, BlackBerry. Wow. Yeah, well, BlackBerry. I love BlackBerry too. Uh, uh, and but I could I, I could understand why BlackBerry got shut uh, shut down because it was you know it's an IFC film. But I think A 24 Four was actually quite uh, uh, um, active on promoting the Iron Claw. I just I don't know no. what. I think that no, I well it's definitely when they were no, they 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 weren't. You, you don't think so? No. Okay. Okay, maybe they maybe they chose different maybe they chose different uh, uh, movies to to attack the Oscar campaign,
1: but I yeah. think they spent all their
0: money on Bo's afraid. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're focused on Zone of Interest. They know that's the one that the. And past I don't lives. think wait wait I don't think Zone of Interest is a two four. I think that's Neon, right? Let me see. But go ahead, go ahead, get what you we were saying. Past lives. Well, they're oh, definitely lives. spending. Yeah, they're definitely spending a lot of money. Oh. Uh, e- even
1: though it hasn't come out yet, they're definitely spending a lot of money promoting Civil War. I think, right?
0: Oh, yeah, maybe yes. Well, Zone Interest is is a 24 Oh, I, I'm standing correct. Yeah, and Past Lives, and uh, those two th- are were obviously the most uh, Oscar um, friendly and focused and Iron Claw. I think they released the film, um, a month, at least a month too late. Um, and they, they should have put it on VOD much earlier. Yeah, um, like, probably. And then, uh, the movie should have, I think the movie should have probably been released
1: like around September or something like that. And then probably try to have it on VOD by December.
0: Yeah, because it, it shouldn't, it should have never been, con- uh, conflicted with sports it was, uh, you know, uh, football out um and uh it, you know it's it, it was just it was released in you know December 22nd so which is way too late well it, who it, would you um nominate in 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 the film i mean the cast i think zac efron was did did very well but i don't think they would i, I mean I, I would think he, he would probably get at least a golden globe mm-hmm. um, oh you would go for lights out uh <laughs> lights out you know hold <laughs> my yeah uh yeah you know what i would and also jeremy allen white was also good too i like i think
1: i like i think i think i, think, I like, I think I think I like yeah i think i like zach a little more than jeremy in the movie but i mean he had the juicier role
0: yeah but i i do agree with some some critics saying it was a little melodram- melodramatic but uh you know i like to say that uh i heard of van er- eric brothers but I didn't know the whole story, and I definitely didn't know the the whole damn story. It was it's just a tragic story. From <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, you mean you but, heard yeah. of the Van Eric brothers from from childhood, <laughs> from from the eighties yeah, wrestling. Yeah, from eighties yeah, wrestling. I, I mean, I, I I I've always heard the brothers. You know, brothers, brothers, brothers. But I, I never, you know, I thought I was like. I thought it was like, you know, um, Peter Butler kind of like, you
1: know, type of uh, wrestling. But, but did you hear about it? Like, these guys are, you know, absolute legends or like, did you hear about it? Like, oh, these guys are like, they're so tragic.
0: No. Yeah. I heard that there was, um, uh, tried, uh, just, you know, uh, you know, one of those. Uh, cursed. Uh, yeah. Well, cursed like, families. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, like, a uh, um. I, you know, I barely heard of a um, uh, who. Fuck, I forgot his name. Whoa!
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Rick, oh Rick Flair. Yeah, I barely heard of Rick. <laughs> of Fla-
0: I, I barely heard of Rick Flair at the time. You know, right. I, I'm more of an Iron Chic uh, H- H- Hogan type of. Yeah, uh, the WWF, mm-hmm. the original yeah. WWF stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this is. Well, um, yeah, this you is know, just, you know Iron Claw uh, is about the regional uh, wrestling Texas, from yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah. The, and they they they're kind of more of the local, although you know very popular regionally, and um, some of, some of the brothers I guess were as famous as the WWF guys. Uh, I, you know, what? Sean Duncan who who wrote and directed this movie. He I think he's from um he did um, Marth, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Mm-hmm. That's his claim to fame. Oh really? Wow. And uh, it's he does a good job here. I think you know we, there's it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people talked about the holdovers had has this like seventies feel. Mm-hmm. I think the Iron Claw uh, same as, as well. I mean, I think it has a seventies a, a aesthetic. It's not necessarily a sports drama because the the way they film the sport, you know, the wrestling. It's not exciting. This is not like uh, Rambo. It's, I mean, reali- uh, it's realistic, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. A- it's not. It's not um, Creed.
0: Yeah, it's not Rocky. With its Rocky, anime, yeah. with its anime um, <laughs> fight scenes. Right. It's not. It's not even like not even like the original Rocky. This is kind of like more, much more subdued, much more wide uh, angles. Uh, it's, it's just a very distinct uh, look for the movie. Yeah, it's it's not like about it's not about like these matches. It's more about the family story about these, these young men who succumb to their father's kind of um, strong ambition in the in their pursuit of excellence. You know, when I was watching the movie, I go, "This is like the B side to King Richard." Uh, King Richard, the you know the Will Smith movie about the father of of uh, yes, Serena, Vanessa and Serena Williams. Yes. The tennis, the tennis legends and, you know, with King Richard, the father in that movie is just as kind of ambitious and hard driven, but he also has the luck on his side because he has two daughters who end up becoming these tennis legends. This is the opposite of that luck. You know, this is, this is, this is, this is like bad luck. This is like if, you know, and I remember when I watched Kim, uh, when I watched King Richard, I go, this guy is, it, there's, there's no, he has no secret sauce. No. He has no, I mean, he's pushing these girls to do the, this, this, you know, the, this tennis stuff with no plan whatsoever. And he's just lucky. He's extremely lucky that he, he actually has uh, athletic uh, daughters. Uh, um. Here's the other side of that coin, where I think the father, even though the, the the brothers, all the brothers are athletic, they just you know they're struck with this tremendous amount of of. But but of they're they're luck. also rush they're also rushing everything like they're
1: being like thrown into it like into into like these professional matches like yeah. when
0: they're barely barely learning like right. <laughs> yeah I know it's it's an inc- it's in well it goes into like this whole idea of like personal excellence it's funny this movie also reminded me of of a other movie that i love um searching for bobby fisher mm. which is a, a a father-son drama about a kid uh, genius chess genius the father is pushing the kid to to further his career in, in chess but he's also six years old and and Ben Kingsley is like the the father in in Iron Claw. He's the one who's pushing the kid to be like a a, a ruthless killer. And the you know the father in and in, in, uh searching for Bobby Fisher, played by uh, Joe Montana, he stops himself from 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 like doing damage, like true damage to the kid. Uh, I I really was blown away by this movie because I think. Not just the tragedy, not about not just what the sadness, but what it says about like kind of the American dream and how how I don't know, it's like I think and I think it's an American thing. I think we all believe in merit, you know, the idea of merit and meritocracy. That if we could, you know, uh push ourselves to the extreme levels that we'll eventually, you know, win and and become winners and champions. And I think this movie says, uh, maybe not not yeah, if you if not if you have luck if you don't have any luck on your side you know, you know. i don't know well like you, like you mentioned you know like king richard it's similar and also like uh the tiger woods situation with, you know Was, uh, yeah um, it, you know, it, every every fa- the sports father <laughs> but also um I, i'm i'm hoping the same thing will be with a uh, michael jackson film i mean mm-hmm. i mean it's the we all know Joe you know, Jackson's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but look at the success that he did to his boys. I mean, yeah, that's... Well, the it's, success it, but tragedy inside it, of his It's boy. also... Yeah, it's interesting, right? That's an... Is that, like, an inherently American idea, the American dream, this this pursuit of happiness, this, like... I don't know. I think it's gonna have gotten worse nowadays with, with this hustler mentality that we live in now where, you know, we have to work harder, you know, strive harder, and, and, and if you don't... If you're not a millionaire... Is because you didn't work hard enough, you know, and and I think that's a kind of a bullshit um, uh, yeah, I ideology. Think, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think we live nowadays. Like, I mean, all I need is to, you know, <laughs> you just need some luck a, and you need some like uh, followers and stuff like that. To, you know. Yeah, plastic surgery. You know, I mean, the the <laughs> fucking uh, the, the what's her name? What the fucking the Kardashians? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but and you know, they're 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 from rich families, you know. So of course. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I I love this movie. I think the the performances is all great, and I, I uh the wrestling is you know the the wrestling is not the main focus. It's really the the focus is the brothers, and I like the fact that the brothers are not in competition with each other. You know they 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 still love each other, even though you know the father picks one over the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, there's not like that kind of infighting that you would see in other kind of family dramas or something like that. Right. Right. So They're it's, always, it's really just it's, the, it's, it's just the father poisons the family with, uh, with, uh, the curse, <laughs> the family curse. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't know if you guys have like
1: looked into it at, at all, but like the real life story is actually more tragic. The movie actually kind of is more positive. <laughs> it's more, it's more <laughs> kind of sugarcoated. Yeah. Like the, the, the real, there was actually, there, there was, there was more brothers. There was more death. And like it was, it was, it's just, it's just crazy that you know the story's like you know actually
0: much worse. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, let me also say something really quick about Lily James. I think Lily James has oh, become yeah. become a really strong actress, especially after you know I'm not I'm not a big fan of the the Pam uh, Pamela Anderson Pam and Tommy Pam and Tommy miniseries. Uh, I I loved her performance in, in the miniseries, but uh mm. you know I. If you had told me that this actress from Baby Baby Driver would do Pamela Anderson, you know, would play Pamela Pamela Anderson and also play like this wrestling uh, w- uh, wife, I go, you're crazy, <laughs> you know. But she has like become this really great uh, actress who are able to mm-hmm. kind of uh, you know disguise herself in these characters, and I don't know if she gets enough credit credit for it. Yeah, I I, I think she does. Uh, very well. I mean, of course, she's got Cinderella over on her belt, so that that um, so she's going to get film work for. for oh her yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's so. going. I but I think but, yeah, she she has she the potential to, to, to be like uh, Kate Blanchett or even a Kate Winslet. You know, there's yeah, a potential there. I could see that. Yeah. I can see that definitely if she continues on. Yeah, because I was really blown away by her performance in Pamela uh, as Pamela, Pamela Anderson, Pammy, Pamela, and Tommy. Mm-hmm. and uh, and in this too, because this is not really anything there to really, I mean, this is a, almost a throwaway character, but the scenes that she has with, with Zach and also with Zach's uh, mother, who uh, I'm not sure who, who plays Zach's More mother. Mori Tyranny. More, yeah. So there was a couple of scenes with her that I thought, oh, this is, this is not on the page. There's nothing here on the page, but they're, they're, you know, they're reacting to each other. They're interacting mm-hmm. with each other. Was, I thought it was brilliant. I don't know. It's a strong movie. Uh, uh, um, I guess you know, you know, you haven't seen it in theaters, it's available now on VOD, and uh, we highly recommend it. Yeah, it's much better for Zach Efron than Firestarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now let's talk a little bit about Zach Efron because I thought, you know, his performance in the movie, I thought it was perfect for him. This is like kind of the perfect portrayal. Yeah, and of
1: now, he's gonna, now he's gonna follow it up with another perfect movie in <laughs> Rickety, <stinicky. laughs> Rickety Stignick. <laughs>
0: Now, what does he do after this? I mean, he kind of kind of proves himself to be kind of much you know, a different actor than you would expect from a guy coming from, you know, high school musical.
1: Yeah, I, personally I think a guy like Zach should just continue doing what he's doing and just wait, you know, for a, a good role to kind of come come his way. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if he should like just go around like it's my oscar time and go mm. go looking for oscar movies then he might get another fire starter or something like that
0: <laughs> it's uh, it well it, yeah rich tell me about zach what do, what should he do now oh he's got another big film with the nicole kidman coming up but um that's gonna be his next shot ricky stenicky is a call, obviously yeah that, that, <laughs> that, 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 this is gonna be it uh, that's gonna be for oscars I and mean. yes yes <laughs> then, then been there and done that um i would um now we talked we talked about last episode we talked about the He-Man reboot. Should he play He-Man in the next movie? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Actually I
1: well, yeah, why not? I mean he, he he's got the look, right? He, he looks like He-Man in the movie. It's it's yeah. it's it's, it's,
0: it's, an, it's an interesting cuz if they do a He-Man reboot as a comedy, I think it could work. But if they do it as a drama, <laughs> I think they could work as well. I mean, <laughs> he could do both sides.
1: I, I think if they, I think if they do it, it has to have some humor in it, right? <laughs> I, I guess it would have to. It, it would probably be both, right? They would want to be, they would want to have humor, but they would want it
0: to be serious also. Mm-hmm. I don't he really know. Really, would I mean, be perfect for it. <laughs> yeah, he'd be good. He'd be good. He, it ha- will have that blonde hair, and that 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 bob haircut. <laughs> <laughs> No, he, that would be the problem, right? He he would look too much like his
1: character from *The Iron
0: Claw*. <laughs> <laughs> now he's definitely on on a you know with uh, Ricky Sinicky is a, is um, his comedy is his go to now. I mean, I think so. Yeah, he's he's also attached to a Jody Hill film. So, oh really? That's interesting. Yeah, so that that could be good. Now he should really, and this is coming from a place of of respect and, and but he should really stop with the plastic surgery stuff, you know, and I know he probably denies it. Just stop with it. Just stop what you're doing. You don't want to turn into Mickey Rourke, you know, yeah. and I can see that happening. So, um, please just anyone who's friends with <laughs> Zac Efron re- relate this message. Just, yeah, you know, just, that's it. That's your, you're good. Just, just you I didn't, I didn't know. He, I didn't know he was doing plastic surgery. He's uh, got muscles in his face. There's some chin work there. Okay, <laughs> it's like he has probably at least some chin work. I think, or maybe maybe he even, did what <laughs> maybe did what Ger- Gerard DeBeller did with bees or something. Oh yeah, maybe he's doing some. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is doing some uh, bees work. You yeah. <laughs> know, Ricky uh, Rikki was
1: definitely made though before the Iron Claw, right? It had to be, uh, of yeah. Course, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, Cause anyway, he
1: he he, look, he looked a lot bigger in the movie that he did while
0: um, marketing it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like toned down a little bit. Um, I know. wonder if he was like, this is too big. I need to, I need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I, I like I said, I was impressed by his performance. I was impressed by everybody, even uh, the newcomer who plays the youngest brother. I was really impressed by who, who that kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one who actually, you know, had a, you know, well, he's a g- really good. In the I don't want to give anything that much away. People haven't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, all the brothers. I mean, yeah. Stanley was... Simmons or Simmons. Yeah. San- Stanley Simmons. And who's the other one? Harris-, Harris Dickerson. He was also good. He was the third son. Yeah, so. Yeah, the tall one. The, the tall one, one yeah. yeah. All them were the them one. Really, really good. Sinus. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with everyone. Uh, Holt McCallany maybe should have got the Oscar nomination for supporting, but I guess it was yeah. a tough year this year. But uh, I was a big fan, you know, big fan of Holt and since um, Fight Club, Light, yeah, Lights Light out, out, the TV series, and My Hunters. You know, just a terrific, unappreciated actor. I hope hopefully you get another project where he could, um, you know, get the same kind of. Opportunity to, to, because he's, you know, he's getting up there in age and he. Well, supposedly he's, he's attached to uh, Mission Impossible, the next Mission Impossible. So, um, hopefully he'll get some work after that too. I, I, I even liked his performance in Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> that the guy, reshoots. <laughs> the reshoots. Yeah. <laughs> the Josh Whedon's uh, Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's a good movie. Um, I guess that's it for this episode of Inside Flicks. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week and we'll talk about, I guess, Dune. We'll talk about how much, uh, Dune's, if Dune can save the box office, we'll talk about that. All right, everyone. Have a good one.